Hey guys, and welcome back to Poor Guy Rambles Into Phone. Must say, a little annoyed. If, you have, if you're wondering why, it's because uh, I recorded this podcast already once. I recorded it uh, Saturday night. And it... I don't know if it just failed to upload, or if it, because I, I might have just exited the app too early, that it decided... To it wasn't going to upload, so it just failed. So, uh, I was already going to be done with this week's episode, and I might have done some, uh, done a bonus episode this week uh, about something not necessarily about wrestling. I don't really know. But, it, alas, I still have to do the the episode as planned, and I just have to talk about everything again. And it might not be that bad, because there's been a few developments, I guess, you could say. Uh, so, ultimately, uh, it might have been a good thing that it, it didn't go through, and there's, I probably wanted to expand on a couple of things that I talked about. Uh, because honestly, all, I literally talked about one thing that happened on SmackDown and expanded on that for a while. And then I talked about the WrestleMania that I have to talk about this week. That's literally all I talked about in that 30 minutes or like 30, 35 minutes. That was it. Uh, so it's going to talk about a little more because obviously Raw has happened. I uh, don't know how much of Raw I will talk about, but... Uh, because I came to the realization that the next few weeks are just going to be a bunch of boring bullshit because we're leading up to another goddamn Saudi Arabia show, so the next few weeks is going to be kind of dull and boring, like it was the first few weeks I did my podcast. So uh, I don't know how interesting it's going uh, going to be, for the next few weeks at all, if there's going to be much to talk about, because we're just going to be leading up to a pointless show that nobody cares about again for the fifth time. This is the fifth one already. It feel, it, it's, it's only the fifth one. It feels like they've done, like, 20 of these already. Like, this is only the fifth time. They've only been doing this for two years. But... Every time this happens, the show just uh, comes to a screeching halt for three weeks because they have to go build to this show that doesn't matter. And it just completely ignores everything and it ignores the women's division. My favorite wrestler happens to be a woman, so obviously I care most about what's happening in the women's division, and yet it just comes to a screeching halt. And not just my favorite wrestler, two of my favorite wrestlers, at, at the very least, uh, the top two, or at least two of the top five. So you're basically telling me that two of the things, two of the people that I care about the most, we're just going to completely push to the side for three weeks. Thanks. Also, another one of my top five got suspended last week. So he's gone for 30 days. So that's another person that I won't be able to watch. Thanks. Well, I guess I should be thanking him for that. 
not them. That's okay. So I guess that's uh, diverting uh, diverting the blame to somebody else. Diverting? I don't know if diverting is the right word there. Deflecting. It's better. Anyways, uh, moving on. So I also figured, considering we all know what this podcast really is, that uh, that's also going to be pointless for a while because we have we're not even going to get a, like a women's elimination chamber announcement for SmackDown until Charlotte makes her decision because Charlotte still ha- Charlotte has not made her decision yet, and we do not we can't make a match for something when we haven't had Charlotte make her actual choice. We pretty much know what her choice is going to be. It's just not set in stone yet because she hasn't said it. But, uh, I mean, like, I talked about this on Saturday, but now we're starting the process of this actually happening because it came came out, like, last Wednesday that Charlotte's probably going to face Rhea Ripley after all. So I figured that, well, she'll probably just show up in Portland, and then that will be how that happened. Rhea Ripley showed up on Raw today, because Charlotte was going to make an announcement, and feels like she was going to make this announcement anyway, that she was going to go for NXT, and then Rhea came out any afterwards and, and challenged her. Charlotte did not fully accept the challenge, she walked away, and then, like, an idiot boot, uh, wooed at the top of the ramp for reasons. Uh, but uh, I don't – so, I mean, she's going to be on NXT on Wednesday. I'm expecting Bianca is going to interrupt this or something. She, I, I don't think she's going to fully ex- get the challenge ex- – the – the challenge will not be fully accepted until takeover, I think, because Rio still has to, Rio still has Bianca to consider, uh, to get through, for this match to even happen. And which, I mean, I think we knew Rio was going to win anyway, even though I, I don't know, I like both of them a lot. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be angry either way with who wins. I like both of them a lot. Uh, but it it does kind of make this match kind of a foregone conclusion, unless they're going to be like, well, now you're concentrating so much on Charlotte when, uh, hello, Bianca is like your challenger and all that. Maybe Bianca can uh, can win because of that, but I doubt it. Uh, yeah, but actually, takeover is a week from Sunday already, so it's not too far off. Uh, but yeah, so we pretty much know what's going to happen there, even though it's not fully uh, set in stone yet. It's just t- time. Time will prove that to be what happens because they wouldn't have started all this for her to just to be like, nah. So that that's gonna happen, which uh be- and okay, so Becky is facing Oscar again next week. That's gonna be the end of that, I guess. 
And then presumably Shayna will come out at the end, and that will be the start of that, unless it's Ronda, which would be strange. At this at this point, since Ronda has not shown up, I, Ronda's not going to show up. So she would have shown up by now. So presumably you'll see Shayna next week, Unless we do something really stupid and have it be Nia Jax, in which case, fuck my life. Please don't let that happen. Shayna Baszler's not my favorite thing in the world, but... Uh, She's she far superior to Nia Jax, so please just let it be Shayna Baszler, because out of all those options, Shayna is the best one. Because, I mean, obviously, Asuka's not going to win. So, for not doing that. Uh, and they have tag titles to defend. Uh, so, like, Alexa and Nikki Cross won a tag team match on SmackDown. And they pretty much mentioned that that's going to put them in line maybe down the road for the women, a women's tag title shot again. So, that basically set them basically back into definitely being a tag team looking for that so they're they're out of the way for WrestleMania uh Sonya and Mandy are too busy quibbling with each other and Otis for them to be a, a real worry for anything related to Bailey and WrestleMania uh Lacey has been fully demoted now that well, not demoted, but removed from the title scene because Naomi has basically challenged Bailey now because uh, they had a segment on SmackDown. The only part of SmackDown that I actually watched, that's the only thing that was seemed like it was, it was worth worth paying any attention to. So that will either happen before. Elimination Chamber or at Elimination Chamber. We will see in the weeks to come. That will be a one-off. Naomi is really good, but they're not going... Unless for some reason Sasha has an actual injury that's actually bad, Naomi is just going to be the challenger at the next pay-per-view because there's no... like she just came back. She's not getting a two-month program for the title. She's not winning the title. Uh, she can win it down the line again, uh, but it's not happening right now. Uh, they're not. They wouldn't ha- just give the title to someone coming coming back after being gone for so long. After after building Bailey for as much as she had, unless Bailey had done something to Naomi back then, which put her out for that long, which Bailey did not. So, uh, Bailey is not losing the title before, losing the title before WrestleMania. That would be silly. She's not, uh, they're not going to do Bailey Naomi twice on pay-per-view. They're not going to do it again on WrestleMania if you were getting in a chamber. That would be a rematch. Like, we're going to see something we haven't seen in as early as a month ago at WrestleMania. That's not it. We're not doing that. Like we need something that's actually like 
Rush, which Bailey versus Sasha against each other is more than fresh because it hasn't happened for real for five years. Uh, they've had like two matches. One got interrupted and one was just like a quick Bailey, like ro- rolled Sasha up in one. There might've been one other match that I, for- I forgot. But Bailey won all of them. Uh, so yeah, um, that was that. Bailey and Naomi will be really good, though. Be- better than probably gonna. It's probably gonna be the best uh, title defense Bailey's had, and maybe the whole time she's been champion, uh, at least well as a heel. Anyway, because uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Nikki Cross, eh, Lacey, bleh. and those are pretty much all of her title defenses. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be your best one, because uh, I think I mentioned that Bailey needs an ex- her the the her opponent to be exciting still with the character that she has, and Naomi definitely fits the bill there. Out of by far the most exciting in the ring out of everyone she's faced so far. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so that basically means that, especially if, if this title match is at the pay-per-view, then that means Sasha will have to win an Elimination Chamber match to become the number one contender. Because SmackDown, the SmackDown women are definitely going to get the Chamber match. That's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I mean, I realize that Charlotte is going to face Rhea Ripley now. That means, technically, the Raw women could too, but... That's not going to happen. That uh, Shayna could just come up next week, and Shayna and Becky have a reason to have a match to get against each other already. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you find have Shayna face Asuka at Elimination Chamber match. Elimination Chamber match at Elimination Chamber, and just have that be a contender match, and then Shayna wins that, and then. Asuka and Kyrie actually defend the women's tag team titles because we've ignored that for this whole feud. But uh, yeah, I think I think that would make sense. Have Shayna could even interrupt the match next week, and then just Asuka could be not pleased with that, and then they can have a contenders match at Elimination Chamber, and Shayna wins. Have that happen. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. There's, I don't. There's a. There's a number of ways they can make Sasha versus Bailey happen. Like a number of different chamber matches too. To be honest, they could have a women's a SmackDown women's title chamber match and just have them in there together. Bailey pushes Sasha down off the pod, like I've been saying for a month now, probably, or. Sasha just wins the chamber match for to become number one contender, or you could have a women's tag title elimination chamber match again, where uh, they just lose and Bailey attacks her afterwards. Whether it's at, whether they're the last team eliminated or not, or maybe Bailey even just turns on her in the middle of it, which I don't know why you would do that one, but 
you could do that. I definitely don't think that's going to be what happens. That would be a little weird to try to set that up now, especially. I don't think he could set that up now, but it could have been something that they did. Uh, but, yeah, like, I really wanted the whole Bailey pushes Sasha off of a pod thing to happen. I don't. I'm it's looking like we're not going to get that to happen because I, at this point, Sasha would just have to win a chamber. Like, I feel like at this point we're looking at Sasha having to win a number one contenders elimination chamber match. And well, you could have Sasha celebrating and she could be on top of one and Bailey could go up there and celebrate with her and then push her down. That's a little convoluted. I mean, like, I feel like you're you're definitely telegraphing that happening. Sasha should see that coming. They're both heels. Sasha's done that to her. They have history doing that. I get, uh, they have a bunch of history with that. I don't foresee that being a thing. Like, I don't know. Sasha should be able to see that coming and just realize, no, I'm going to come down. Uh... So, I mean, Bailey could just attack her. Maybe she can just, like, throw her through a pod or into a pod or something like that. But, uh, yeah, like, throwing her off of it doesn't seem plausible if uh, they're not in the match together. Because, like, I mean, Bailey could put her up there, but I don't see how you get Sasha up there without her being of her own will going up there. I mean, like, unless Bailey attacks her and then Sasha starts to fight back, Sasha goes up there and then Bailey goes up after her or something. Maybe. I don't know. That would be that would be kind of extended. Like literally all all they need to do here to set set up the this all happening is Bailey just pushing her down. We do not need an extended attack segment or anything like that. Uh, we just need Bailey pushing her down. That's enough for one. I mean, and then obviously we'll have four more weeks, but that's enough for that night to happen. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, I know, obviously I've been worried about this match happening, but I'm pretty positive that's, I mean, like, I know I've been pushing it, and like, I know I was worried about it the past couple of episodes, but I'm still pretty positive that this is where we're going, unless Sasha is actually definitely hurt, which I don't think is true. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm saying that the injury is fake. I mean, because it could be a real injury, and I'm not, and I don't know, but I, if it's a real injury, I don't think it's a bad injury. Uh, I mean, there's reasons for me to believe it's real. There's reasons for me to believe it's not. Uh, like, I'm, I'm pretty positive also that Fox wants this match to happen. Like, I, I don't know if they. Like, I don't think they know necessarily, like, the history between them, between the two and, like, all their matches against each other, but I'm pretty, I feel like Fox really likes Sasha, and I feel like they're, they're, they're pushing really hard to make 
Sasha be the challenger at WrestleMania. Because Sa- Sasha keeps ending up in their advertising for other things. Like, uh, they, she keep, uh, they mentioned her on during football games, during advertisements for for SmackDown. They've mentioned Sasha. They don't know how to say her name properly, but they've mentioned her. She was in the an ad for the Super Bowl last night, and so on. So, like, Roman was too. You know, you know certainly Roman's going to be a, in a featured match on WrestleMania. He is most likely going to be facing The Fiend for the title, if, if I had to guess. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Fox is pretty heavily invested in both of them. They were both drafted pretty high up in the draft. We're led to believe that Fox had something to do with that, whether that's true or not, but they did draft them pretty high. Uh, so with that being the case, I'm, I feel like the, I, like, I know a lot of people, again, are worried about Bruce Pritchard, which again, I don't feel like he, his influence is that big of a deal because it still comes down to Vince, no matter what anyone says. Uh, I don't think he has a choice. I'm pretty sure Fox is going. Fox definitely wants Sasha in the title match because she's in so so much of their promotional material for SmackDown that this pretty much is going to be what happens, barring her injury being super super real and super super bad. Because. Uh, I mean, we don't know for sure that this is injury is real, but they keep mentioning the injury, but they keep mentioning the, mentioning the injury being given to her by Lacey, like Lacey did this to her, like it's this big thing that happened. Uh, like, we didn't see this happen on television. This Whatever Lacey did to Sasha, we didn't see happen on TV. It, she was just already sitting down, hurt. So, if Lacey did something to Sasha, we don't know what it was. So, that to me says the injury isn't real. Because if it was a real injury, we would have seen it happen. Like, whatever she, w- she was supposedly hurt with on that particular episode, no. So, like, some people say, like, that senton that Dana did to Sasha, like, the first week of 2020. That was the injury. Well, they're not saying that that's what did it, and we don't know for for sure that that actually injured her. So, uh, she hasn't been in a... uh, She was supposed to face Lacey, but she didn't. They pulled her from that match and from that fake whatever Lacey did to her, and she had... That album thing is real, apparently. So she's actually been gone doing that, and she wasn't in the Rumble, but she's still traveling with them. She's uh, She was still in Houston during Rumble weekend. You, could easily, you, know, uh, you can easily find that on social media. She was definitely with Bailey because it was her birthday. They had a birthday party for her or whatnot at some restaurant. So she had signings. Uh, she has another signing next week in San Jose, which is where SmackDown is next week. Or, well, actually, later this week, not next week. Uh, so she's still traveling with them. If she was actually really hurt, she would not be traveling with them anymore. 
She would be at home getting better. She doesn't appear to be super hurt in any of these Instagram stories. Like, we've seen... We've seen... It's not like she's posting things with... Uh, online with, like, any sort of ailment. So whatever she's dealing with is not bad. It can't be that bad. Because, like, if she had a real bad injury, she'd be in a cast or something. Or it would be noticeable. So... My guess is there, if it's if there was an injury, it's not bad. She's traveling with them. They're keeping her off of TV. They're protecting her from any making it any making it any worse. They didn't put her in the rumble. She wasn't going to win it anyway. If you're not going to be if you're not going to win the rumble and you know that she didn't need to be in the rumble just to be eliminated by somebody. Sure, obviously I would prefer Sasha be in the Rumble so I can see Sasha Russell, but if she's not going to win, it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal. Part of me, again, thinks that maybe Charlotte being in the Royal Rumble or winning the Royal Rumble was, uh, they don't know exactly if Sasha will be okay, but then they found out that she'll be, that she is going to be fine, but they needed that option just in case, and then uh, they already knew what they were going to do with Becky, so now Charlotte versus Rhea is going to be a thing. So maybe Rhea gets an added benefit of getting to be on WrestleMania just because of like a, a possible injury, and but Sasha's fine. Uh, so that that could be true. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, like I think that another th even if she's not hurt, they could just be keeping her off of TV and keeping her not not in these matches just in case to make sure that she doesn't get hurt, just in case something were to happen and they were knew, maybe they really knew they wanted this match to happen definitely and they want to make sure that at least they wanted to make sure that nothing could possibly happen to her up until. Uh, up until Elimination Chamber when she'll ultimately have to win that. Uh, because you never know what might happen. Like, maybe they just knew they wanted this to happen, they wanted this match, and they won they're doing the best they can to protect it. And, uh, obviously something could still happen, and, but... Can't be off of TV forever. So, I'm pretty positive they're going to keep Sasha off of TV until they announce the Chamber match, and then she'll be like the last, uh, either be like a last second addition to it, or she'll just return it when they announce who's in it. And then, uh, they're pr then they'll build her to the, the, the story to be her winning it, and then she'll probably end up eliminating Lacey last because Lacey is the most recent person to go after Bailey and then obviously they had a thing so it's probably going to come down to the two of them if I had to guess uh, like I, I had this whole thing planned out for like if the two of them were in the chamber together and like who were, who they'd be against but 
I, I don't think we're getting that now. Cause, like I want, I wanted, I wanted it to come down to the two of them on top of a chamber fight, fighting either Lacey or Bliss, being the one that's up, up there, and then uh, Bailey would push Sasha down. Uh, Lacey, because it's the most recent one outside of Naomi, uh, so that would make sense. Or Bliss, because that's what ha- that's who was up there the last time they went up there and did that, and then uh, Bliss would get a pin on Sasha, and then Bailey would eliminate Bliss immediately thereafter, and then uh, Alexa fans can be all crazy and psycho and think that they accomplish something by Alexa pinning Sasha, but they'd be wrong because they are always wrong. Bliss fans are always wrong. We already know that. But, uh, I mean, this still needs to happen. They still need to announce the chamber match. I don't... Uh, and if, for some reason, the injury is real and she can't go, then I assume then Bailey will face Naomi a second time. Or something. That's the only way I see that happening. But the there are two options for WrestleMania now, and they are Naomi and they are Sasha. And I know it's a little conspiracy theory here of what I just like said about they're protecting her, but I feel like that's what's happening. Whether it's a real injury or it's not, I'm pretty sure they're just protecting her to make sure that this match can go as planned. Uh, Naomi, also former team bad member, along with Sasha. Bailey is going through her teammate. Don't need to see Bailey versus Tamina, though. Tamina can just go away. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm pretty confident that this match is going to happen, so until they until I'm proven otherwise and they fuck me over, let's just hope I'm right. Uh, also, I, I guess I should say, like, if for some reason Sasha is in fact injured and she can't be in this match, well then, I guess that's the only way this match doesn't happen where I don't, like, where I don't have some kind of reaction where I don't watch something or whatever. Like, cause I know I've been saying for months that if this match doesn't happen, then I'm not watching them anymore. Well, if she gets hurt, I can't blame them for that. So if that's the case, then I mean, they're not at fault. That doesn't, I guess it doesn't prove that they wouldn't have fucked it up anyway, but necessarily, but. If they're not, if they're proven to not be at fault, then I guess there's no reason to stop watching it. Because, yeah. Uh, one second here. Need a drink. Now, also. I'm floating the idea around of, in my head, if this match does in fact happen, of actually going to WrestleMania. I don't... Now, I'm pretty positive I probably can't get that to happen. I probably won't be able to make that work out financially. 
uh, I think it's $150 just to go to WrestleMania, which is a lot, just to be there. And that would be, like, upstairs near the back. And I don't know if that would be worth it. If I would be, like, if I can't see the match, then that might be a bad idea. And, I mean, that's just, that's just a seat. Then there's, of course, airfare. There's uh, hotel. There's getting from, there's getting around. I really wouldn't want to do uh, a rental car. I don't like driving places I don't know how to get to. Uh, so that means I would have to take an Uber or a bus, which that would also cost money, and then food and whatnot. Uh, would I just be staying in the one night? Would I try to go to take over the night before? I don't know. It's really implausible to think that I would actually do this. Uh, but how many times are you going to see Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania? Probably never again. This probably good. This would probably be the only time it happens. So if I want to, if I want to see it live, now would have now would be the time. So like that's the. That's the thing with WrestleMania being, like, I want to, like, I would love to go to a WrestleMania again, because obviously I said I've been at WrestleMania 22, and it's unlikely that WrestleMania is ever going to come here again, because they want to do it in stadiums, and they're not going to do it in Soldier Field, because Soldier Field, I mean, they're not going to do it in Chicago in April. Because it's gonna be cold. Even if it's not even like even this winter that hasn't been as cold as normal winters because climate change and all that. Uh, but uh, it's still cold. They're still not gonna do it. It could snow, and Soldier Field does not have a roof. It's not gonna happen. Not not at Soldier Field. So if they were ever to do WrestleMania here, it would have to be still at the Allstate. And if if not the Allstate, it would have to be at the United Center, which is bigger than the Allstate, but it's not, it's only like 22,000. Uh, Allstate's like 14. They're not, they want more, they're going to want more than 22,000 at WrestleMania, so uh, pretty much screwed if, in, uh, I'm never going to see WrestleMania here again, probably. Allstate is the last time they had a WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania 22 is the last time they had it in a small state, small arena. It's the last time they were here. It's been in a big, a big football stadium ever since then. So unless they get, unless they give Soldier Field a roof, which they don't have any current plans to do, uh, it's not going to happen. So if I want to go to a WrestleMania again going to have to be somewhere else and for me to ever go to a Russell like to actually fly to a Wrestlemania and do all that kind of stuff I have to know what's going to be on that show and uh, you'll never know what's going to be on that Wrestlemania for for sure when they do travel packages and whatnot in like November so basically I'm never going to a Wrestlemania again 
is is basically what it is because all the tickets will be gone and who knows how much hotels and airfare will be at that point. I'm pretty sure they get higher the closer you are to getting there for that day. To, for that day, so, like I could, I know, I I have a fr- like my friend has gone to WrestleMania in they went to WrestleMania 31 in California. And like they did so intent, like, like it's not, it wasn't a last minute decision. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you had no idea what was going to be on that show, and you're gonna fly all the way out there to see it. I guess it worked out for him because he really loves Sting, and that's obviously Sting's only WrestleMania match. So ultimately, that worked out, and I mean. I don't know. I I can't tell you like like I can't tell you for sure that he bought those tickets right away. Like I guess I shouldn't say that, but I'm not sure that he bought tickets like the second they happened. Like I fe- but felt like he did. Maybe that's maybe that's wrong. But regardless, I could never do that. I have to know. What what I'm getting into? Like I have no problem buying any buying a ticket for any show, any pay per view that happens here, because it's here. It doesn't cost me more than the price of admission to get there. I'm not spending tons of money that I don't have to just be tossing around. Like I, like I had to have a lot of things go right for me last year just to go to Atlanta for a day. So, like. I I'd really like to go to the show if this match happens, but I really don't think I could make that work. Also, if I if I got there and then I couldn't see, that would be a big deal. Like I need to be able to watch this match and see what see it. Like I'd love to be in the crowd, but I need to be able to see. That that'd be a problem. Also, like again, I'm pretty much Go, watching this mania for this match and this match by itself. So I know it was it was a thought. It's not a great thought. Just a just a. I wish that I could do that. I guess WrestleMania. Why are you in Tampa? Like if it was like in in if it was like in Indiana or something, I could. I can make driving there work if I had to. But that would be a lot easier to do. That would be much less expensive. Or something like that. But yeah, that that was my crazy idea that I wish I could make happen. I guess I will just have to watch it on my couch. And that's it. So, uh, I'm going to pause here just because we're at the 40 minute mark. Give me a second. Back. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Uh, well, apparently there's more suspension. Uh, I think the only one confirmed to be suspended is Samoa Joe. So that sucks. Uh,. The other, I've heard other names, but they aren't confirmed, so until they're confirmed, I'm just going to ignore, I'm just not going to mention the names that I've heard, because I don't want them to be wrong, 
the ones that I say. So, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Samoa Joe is confirmed. I thought that's the only one I saw from what appeared to be an official source. But if that's wrong, that's also wrong. Uh, but I've heard two or three other names. So, uh, yeah, that's a a lot of fucking up. Uh, AJ Styles is also hurt. So a lot of guys are either going to be missing a lot of time leading into WrestleMania. So, yikes. Uh, Angel, uh, Angel Garza got to have a match on Raw and he seems to be Zelina's new client. So that's pretty awesome in the wake of everyone else getting suspended. At least he gets to be on Raw. So that's cool. Uh, Ricochet is going to lose to Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia, so good for him. I guess. Have fun with that. Uh, Let's see. Is there anything else super significant that happened on Raw? Well, Randy got booed out of the building, basically, for what happened, what he did to Edge. He had small promo. Uh, oh, of course, I should, I, I should, who can forget that Ruby Riot came back? Hooray! That's actually a good thing. Somebody actually came back and it was a good thing. That, happy to see her back. Uh, so that feud should be fun. Liv Morgan is away from Lana now, and Ruby Riot is awesome, so that should be fun. Uh, Goldberg is going to be on SmackDown for reasons, because big bucks for old fucks, etc. Who's he going to face in Saudi Arabia? The correct answer is nobody gives a flying fuck. So, moving along, because I don't think there's anything really significant to talk about there. I mentioned Charlotte will be on NXT. Uh, You know, it sucks enough that I had to talk about WrestleMania 27 once. Sure, like, I should have realized that the worst WrestleMania I've ever seen... I have to talk about twice, because something would fuck fuck up with the recording. And now here I am talking about this god-awful show a second time. Everything about this show is awful. There is a few matches on here that aren't bad, but... They aren't good either. Like, the best... Like, having a match that isn't bad is the peak of the show. And that is how sad the show is. Like, Edge versus Del Rio, also known as Del Bitchbag, is an average match. It's not a bad match. It's not a good match. It's just... There. I am very thankful that Edge has come back now. If for the only reason that this is no longer his last match. And uh, I'm very thankful for that, if nothing else. That 
at worst, his worst match now is this year's Royal Rumble, which is still not an amazing match, but it's more memorable than this thing. Like, it was just a match. There's nothing special about it. About the only thing you significant about this match that you can say is that it was the world title match and it opened WrestleMania. It was the first year that a world title match opened the WrestleMania and everyone threw a bitch fit about it. Like, like that that was like the most important thing in the world to bitch about at the time. Oh, world title, open WrestleMania, how dare you! Of all the many things that wrestling fans like to bitch about. Anyways. Edge won. Edge won his last match at the time. Thankfully, it's not his last match anymore. Uh, so, now it's just a match. There's nothing... There's now nothing significant about this match at all. There used to be something significant, and it was that it was Edge's last match. Now it's not Edge's last match. So, now this match is completely irrelevant in hindsight. So, there's that. Uh, give me a second to take a drink. Uh, Edge beat up or destroyed a Del Rio car after the match is over. Uh, I'm going to bring up the Wikipedia for this show again, like I did the last time, just so I have the order of things down. Give me a second. I think the second match is Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes, but I'm not positive. WrestleMania 27. There's now more traffic that this page is getting than it ever should get. Like, you have to realize, I don't watch any... Now that I only watch matches from WrestleMania... Like, the matches that I like from certain WrestleManias... I don't watch anything from the show anymore at all. Uh, okay, so yeah, second match is Cody Rhodes versus Rey Mysterio, uh, which at the time I guess I liked. Uh, I was not a big fan of Rey Mysterio at the time. Uh, I don't know if I was a Cody Rhodes fan yet at the time. Uh, this is 2011. Yes, maybe. I feel like it was after the undashing shit happened, after it was over, that I started to like him a bit. I don't know. I don't really remember that much. It doesn't matter. I hate the guy now, so... I don't know. Like... I guess I was happy that he went at the time, probably just because I was surprised that he did, because Rey Mysterio was always one of the automatic win guys at the time. He he isn't anymore, but these days. But at the time, he would just win everything. So, yeah, like now, like now, Cody is just some guy that is really, really average. He was, 
the best he ever was was when he was in WWE, and then he left because he felt entitled to more than what what he got, even though he's just gotten worse and worse since then. But now he's praised like a god by psychotic internet wrestling fans because he and he found one guy will. Uh, with a fuck ton of money willing to make basically make a wrestling program for them that he was a, he's an executive of and then he's trying to get himself over as the top face of the company and some and people worship him like a god now for making this happen because oh there's an alternative to WWE and it has all our favorite independent wrestlers from New Japan and all these guys that are also kind of just like self-masturbatory marks for themselves and just try to get themselves over and are very clearly very selfish and whatnot. And, like, they're not bad wrestlers, but they're also not the best thing in the world like they seem to think that they are. And Cody Rhodes is the most... Most mediocre of all of them, definitely. And this dude sitting here uh, having entrances with a throne and a sledgehammer, and he's taking shots at Triple H, and I'm like, dude, you're you're quite clearly missing your shot here, because if you're going to f- pretend there's a problem with the, the, the owner of WWE or, like, or like the person who runs shit here, and you're, go, you're you're firing at this at Triple H and not Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon is the clear problem. And while Triple H isn't perfect, he's clearly far better than the other option, if we're being perfectly honest here. Get fucking real. Triple H ain't holding you back. Your lack of talent is what's holding you back, dude. And stop worshipping this guy just because he made another place for other people to compete. And stop pretending their show's better just because it's not WWE. Fuck off with that shit. NXT's been better since week one. The ratings might not always reflect it, but the quality does. The quality of AEW has Dynamite has only been better than NXT like two times. Two times. Let's make that perfectly clear. I I've pretty much already stopped watching AEW. So fuck off, Cody Rhodes. It's amazing how much entitled you are, and how much amazing you think you are, and how many shots you're taking at the company at this company, considering your best work has still been in this company that you're attacking. So good work, and and congratulations, you fucking played yourself. Anyways, that, that notwithstanding, this fucking WrestleMania was garbage. Case in point, the next match, Big Show, Kane, Kofi, who got saddled into this bullshit, and Santino against The Core. Need I say more? That more had two R's. I know you know that, because I know you... Because, again, I know you know that. I shouldn't... Because you already know The Core has two R's for some reason, 
It's totally not Corey. Corey. Like, that sounds really weird, but that's how you say that in Spanish. Corey. C-O-R-R-E-R is the Spanish verb for to run. And it fits perfectly because they're saying Corey because all they did was fucking run. These four dudes just fucking ran anytime you attacked them. Even though they show up, they had attack you, and then you get a little off and soon they'd fucking run away. He's Slater. I, I guess he had kids and needed that job. Yeah. Three of these guys ended up in Lucha Underground. One of them had kids that needed this job. Uh, I just, the only thing I remember about this match, besides it being a, a minute of pointless bullshit, and it's not even about this match, is that somewhere leading up to this, Santino made up some acronym, like, of what the four of them were called to go against Core, and they're, they're, it was it was Apple. So it was Apple Core. I'm like, congrats, you're a fucking moron. Uh, I should have been really excited about Randy Orton versus CM Punk, considering those were my two favorite wrestlers at the time. And I was excited. Like, I know I was excited for the feud to begin. Uh, they brought up the whole Orton punted Punk before that scramble match in 2009, leading him to get stripped of the title and so on. But the entire feud was just Randy taking out members of the Nexus, week, one by one each week, until there was either none or, like, one left. Uh, there's nothing super special about this match. I wish that there was. There really isn't. Uh, the only thing I even remember about this match is that well, of course. A springboard into an RKO out of nowhere. No one could have seen that coming! Except for everyone. Yeah. He totally... just wasted this entire match for a spot that I saw coming the second... Punk rolled to the apron, jumped, sprung to do a clothesline, and he went into an RKO, and we all knew that was going to happen. Great! Their match at the next day for you is much better than this, even though I don't remember that match too much either at this point. I just know it was better than this one. Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. Michael Cole with Jack Swagger versus Jerry Lawler. With Stone Cold as the special referee. You know... It wasn't until recently that several wrestling matches have made me want to die. But, if I ever thought of a match that happened a decade ago, or pretty much a decade ago, 
that probably would have done it, it would have had to be this match. Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler, the feud that went on far too long between two freaking commentators, one of which is an old fuck that used to wrestle. He was never anything good, as much as they would like you to think he is. Jerry Lawler is the Eddie Olchek of wrestling. Eddie Olchek is an NHL commentator, and he used, to, I mean, he used color commentator for NBC, for the Blackhawks, been listening to him for years. Uh, he wasn't a bad hockey player or anything like that, but the amount of overhyping that all of his uh, com- like co-commentators like uh, Pat Foley and uh, Doc Emmerich ha- like hype this guy up just because they're <laughs> they're doing commentary with him as if he was like the best NHL player ever. Like, no, he never was that. I mean, he wasn't a bad player. He was nothing great. So that's Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler, the Eddie Olchek of the WWE, although Eddie Olchek is almost almost certainly a better person than Jerry Lawler in regards to just being a person. But uh, in terms of commentating and, and formerly doing the thing that you're commentating for, that's the way it is. So... Uh, and then the other guy is just a goddamn commentator, which everyone hated at the time. And they hated him already, and then he became a heel commentator, which made it even worse. Like, he was already doing awful commentary, and then they had the dumb idea to make him a heel, to make him actively trying to piss people off when he was already pissing people off anyway. That's like Corey Graves now was basically Michael Cole then. Uh, although Corey Graves doesn't need to try to p- piss people off. He just does. Like, Cor- Corey Graves thinks he's good at things, but he's not good at anything except for just being a waste of human life. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, and this feud last was have lasted since December of the year before is when it started because that's when Jerry Lawler had a random-ass feud with the fucking Miz for the title, and then the Miz, or Michael Cole was, like, he started being a heel by being a fan of the Miz, so Michael Cole stopped stopped this TLC match, or he interfered and helped the Miz win, and then we had to deal with this shit for four months leading up to this god-awful match, which they added Jack Swagger to, and anything you add Jack Swagger to becomes a million times worse already, as we already know. Like, this dude is fucking awful. I already talked about him last week. I'm going to have to talk about him more, I'm sure, before... I'm going to have to talk about him two weeks from now. Uh... At WrestleMania 29, I don't think he does. He doesn't do anything significant at 28 because he is very, very insignificant, and he kills anything he touches. 
because he is trash. Uh, and then we have Stone Cold. They drag Stone Cold into this, made in the referee. And they dragged the anonymous Raw general manager into this, even though Michael Cole was in the match, so somebody else had to talk. Uh, Booker T did it. I think it was Booker T that did the emails. Which also, now retroactively, that that means that they also dragged Hornswoggle into this because Hornswoggle was revealed to be the anonymous, anonymous Raw general manager. So that makes it even worse. Now, now like, this was already awful, but now you have to think H- Hornswoggle was also involved in this. This already had Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler and Jack Swagger in a featured match of, let's see how long this match was, 30 No, 30 Okay, it wasn't 30 minutes. I read the one before. I'm like, that can't possibly be true. 15 minutes worth of bullshit, and... Also, you add Hornswoggle to this garbage now. And Jerry got the win, but then the the general manager, a.k.a. Hornswoggle, decided that, uh, that, like, Stone Cold abused his power. So, no, Jer- they decided that Michael Cole won by DQ. How Hornswoggle knows that, or knew that Stone Cold abuses power, nobody fucking knows, because, uh, I mean, we know Hornswoggle was involved in this, and he sent the email, but also Hornswoggle was under the ring, so Hornswoggle could not possibly even know what happened, because there's no way he saw it. He is under them. He can't see them. I don't understand. How does Hornswoggle know what happened during this match? Or any of the matches he interrupted with that fucking computer? He couldn't see. He was under the ring. It's Hornswoggle. This is what. This is where he is. He's under the ring in Little People's Court. And I don't mean. I don't mean that to be something bad. We just know that Little People's Court is under the ring for some reason. That was a thing. I'm sorry to bring that back up, but that's a thing. Another dumbass, stupid thing that WWE has done in the past. (sighs) And, for the love of fucking God, this feud continues for two fucking pay-per-views! And it ends with someone kissing someone's foot! Fuck off! That match happened. The Undertaker versus Triple H. No holds barred. Everyone appears to love this match. I don't understand why. It was boring. 30 minutes of boring shit. There are two interesting moments in this match. And one I don't even remember fully. I think it's like it's a spine buster through an announce table, but I'm not even positive that's what it was. The only the only other thing that I can really be be certain of is that Triple H did the tombstone on the Undertaker, and the Undertaker kicked out. That's the only thing significant about this match that I remembered. It's 30 minutes 
and it's boring. And Triple H did the weakest ass tap out I've ever seen. And then I already didn't want this match to happen because we've seen this match at WrestleMania before. At WrestleMania 17. Notice how I talked about this match 10 weeks ago? Yeah. Because I, I it happened 10 years before this. And they completely fucking ignored it in the build-up to this video. Or this WrestleMania. They just completely passed by the fact that they had faced each other at WrestleMania before. Didn't bring it up whatsoever. Just acted like it never happened. Just like, hey, you guys, that match that happened at WrestleMania 17 on that WrestleMania that's commonly referred to as the best pay-per-view we've ever had? Yeah, that match, it never happened. That never, ever happened. I don't, like, I never wanted this match to happen. And the one at WrestleMania 17 was far better than this match. This match is boring. A waste of 30 minutes. I wish it never happened. And then they had, then Undertaker couldn't get up after the match. They had to carry him out on whatever kind of vehicle that was. And had to drive him to the back. Because of that bullshit, then we had to have this match again a year later. Now, the Hell in a Cell match was a good match. I'm not saying that wasn't a good match. But this match was already awful. And we had to go a whole, no, whole nother year of them just, like, wasting more time and then built doing this match again. I didn't need it. Like, I'm not saying, like, that match was a good match at WrestleMania 28, but this was a this was an awful match. I didn't want this match to begin with. I certainly did not need a third match between them at WrestleMania, even if that was better than this one. And, like, I already talked last week that I don't like them doing the same match two years in a row. Well, they did it again, and they wasted they wasted four WrestleManias doing the same match with The Undertaker two different times. And three of them were good matches, but and I'm not saying they weren't, but two of them didn't really need to happen. And they were both of the Triple H ones. We could have had Undertaker versus somebody else two different on on 27 and 28. And no, that stupid thing for two whatever day that was was not for fucking Sting. It was always for The Undertaker. It was never somebody watching The Undertaker. It was just The Undertaker. Stop reading into bullshit. If that wasn't bad enough, the next match features Snooki. Yeah. They wasted John Morrison on this shit. At the time, they wasted Dolph Ziggler on this shit. I liked him at the time. They wasted Morrison and Ziggler on this shit. It's got up like four minutes of bullshit with featuring Snooki. And Lay Cool. And Trish was here for reasons. And they think there's some feud between Trish and Melina. But whatever. Who cares? And John Morrison got to pay the price for it. Fuck that shit. Why? All for a tough enough for some guy that... 
didn't end up doing anything in WWE. Good job. I don't even know which one that was at this point, because there was another Tough Enough since then. Right? Yeah. All those people didn't do shit. The only one that actually did anything was Patrick, who is Velveteen Dream, because Velveteen Dream is awesome. And The Miz versus John Cena is just a setup for The Rock versus John Cena a year later. It's 20 minutes of pointless shit. They have a random match. It goes to a countout. And then they're just like, The Rock comes out and he's like, No, that's not happening. So, then the, Cena does his moves, and then The Rock's behind him, gives him a rock bottom, and The Miz wins. Congratulations, Miz, you beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, here's get, here's an ass-whipping from The Rock. It's, had no, it's like, that here's a nice victory for you at WrestleMania, which is completely pointless. Because no one's talking about you. They're just talking about the fact that The Rock just cost John Cena the main event of WrestleMania and then whooped your ass. Congratulations. What did he do at the next WrestleMania? Being a random ass tag match. Good job. You lost the title to Cena or somebody else the next month anyway. Yeah, you just lost the title to Cena a month later. Good job. Honestly. Freaking terrible. And I mean, while this is the worst one, the next two WrestleManias aren't much better either. Because there's a lot of shit on 28 and there's a lot of shit on 29. So, it gets better, but it doesn't get better by much. All right, well, I think that's going to be it for today because I'm, I'm pretty much exhausted everything and now my throat hurts because ranting. So, as long as this one uploads, I won't have to talk about that show ever again. So, until next week, take care. <laughs>